0: All right, we are back with another episode of Redirected, and today's episode I'm really excited about. We sit down with Todd Anderson, who I didn't know before about six weeks ago, but in the six weeks that we have known each other, we've probably hung out 18 times. We see each other all the time. I love hanging out with him. There's always a good laugh. I'm always learning something. He's a guy who loves to read. Research papers about anything and everything health, wellness, recovery. Uh, He's just a geek about this stuff, as you'll come to find out. Um, We talk about a lot of different things in this interview talk about the sauna, the ice bath, and the phenomena surrounding that. We talk about caffeine. We talk about sleep. Um, We learn a lot, but a little bit about Todd's background. So he was a walk on football player at Michigan State, earned a scholarship, went on to uh, get a shot at the NFL, and now he creates these amazing videos on Instagram where I'm always learning uh, from him. And I'll link that down below. If you're interested in checking it out, uh, I would highly recommend it. But we also uh, talk about a couple of companies that he has found helpful, including one that he recently started called dream recovery. And I'll link that as well. But uh, Todd's wife is Katie Hoff um, who was a two time Olympic swimmer. And so I feel like Todd and I can really see eye to eye and empathize with each other in that sense as well with having wives who are pretty dang good athletes um, and supporting them in all their endeavors. Uh, so he's a wonderful guy. I'm sure you'll get a laugh and learn something yourself. And uh, be sure to check out the links below. But thanks, Todd, for joining us, and thank you for listening. And let's go ahead and roll into it. Thanks for coming by, Todd. Excited.
1: I feel like excited to be here. Excited to come over for the first time.
0: I know. Yeah. Welcome. This is where it all goes down here. Uh, the last couple months have been a real roller coaster for us. Yeah, a lot of heat, a lot of cold. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know each other like six weeks ago. We got to know each other real quick.
1: Gosh. A little
0: sauna adversity will do it. I try to explain to people, they're like, what do you do in your free time? And I was like, well, I play ping pong, and then I've been doing sauna sessions with the boys recently. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard to explain. It's but- a, it's pretty electric, <laughs> but it, I, it's kind of one of those things where like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so... But once they know and people are hooked, you know, you can't get away from it.
0: Have you always been into this world of biohacking? I
1: have. I mean, yeah, as long as I can remember. I mean, I really stemmed from like my passion stemmed from being a walk-on like at school in Michigan State. I felt like I had to like squeeze every ounce of performance even just to be on the team. I feel like I was like the worst guy on the team, right? So it was like, all right, I'm here. How do I play catch up? Because I'm not where I need to be. And that kind of led to this obsession and passion with human performance. And then that rolled into like recovery and just how do you feel the best you possibly can at all times?
0: Yeah. So you alluded to, uh, you played football at Michigan state yep. and then you're, you, you came in a walk on. Yeah. Tell us how the career ended though with football. Yeah. I mean, so I came in a walk
1: on and I, uh, you know, it was a dream come, I wanted to go to Michigan state my whole life and it wasn't even on the radar. So I walked on, um, ended up starting and, you know, I got a shot in the league and, you know, it was like a fairy tale. And looking back, like, it's it's a, it's crazy the way it panned out from my mindset of, like, senior high school to where it ended up. Because, like I said, it was just a massive upward trajectory and, and, you know, exceeded my expectations.
0: Did they end up giving you a scholarship? Yeah. Let's you know, go. Yeah,
1: it was sick. It was, like, the best day. I remember I, like, cried. But Coach D is pretty low-key. He's, like, just call me up to the office. Like, have me sign the papers. Like, all right. No, there was no, like, fun you really? know, joke. we had a game to play the next day, so it was, like, strictly business. What year did you earn it? It was my junior year, third year. Yeah. Dang. But I had, I mean, I went through, you know, I I was going to play, like, even my second year. Like, so I registered second year. I was set up to play, tore my quad next year, knee surgery. So I'm going into my third year, and, you know, I hadn't been healthy, which is so frustrating because, you know, everyone from my hometowns like, doubting me you thinking he's on the team that's nice but i'm like no i swear i'm like good enough to play i can do this <laughs> but uh you know i finally got my chance and uh made the most of it
0: bro i'm glad you brought the quad because i almost forgot about it yeah wait so yeah. What, is, what is that one called it's the one in the middle erectus femoris. yeah and it, yeah so like a yeah so like it's
1: the only one that crosses the knee and the hip of all four quads so when i tore it which what really messed me up was like I ran our gasser test with the tear. What are you doing? Well, you're walk on. Like I was literally set up to yeah. get a get a scholarship and you'll do anything. So, you know, because it's the only quad that crosses the knee and the hip, if you bend over a touch, it alleviates some of that that tension, right? And I ran like 2006 yard sprints. Next day woke up like my leg was just black and blue.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. That's crazy. You're dealing with another injury yeah. right now. A little knee surgery on, surprise knee surgery on Tuesday. You said that in the in the text, and I was like, no, no yeah, way. Yeah. Because you're five days out from potentially a marathon, yeah, hopefully. We'll see.
1: Yeah, shout out to Dr. Sam in New York. So I have a good friend that's like a stud sports surgeon in New York City, and I got there on Sunday, and my knee had been bothering me for like two weeks in training. And I text him joking, like, I wish you could scope my knee because I hadn't been able to train the way I wanted to. And he texted me back, Got me booked for an MRI literally Monday, surgery Tuesday morning. Yeah, you know, they had a there was like a chunk of cartilage and bone just like floating around in there. It looked like a tooth.
0: It was as big as a tooth. It yeah, looked it, like.
1: was, it was like one point two centimeters. Jeez. So hopefully, I'll be feeling a lot better. But it was crazy because I went to New York. Was supposed to be there Sunday to Wednesday. No knee surgery planned. Got there Sunday and left with <laughs> knee surgery. And you're walking? Yeah, I'm but good, I, man. I just running stuff, but I'll get there.
0: For a big boy, you weigh 240?
1: Yeah, 240, 235. Probably 240 after not running for a
0: week. (laughs) Dang, dude. Because you're set up to run a sub-four man. Yeah,
1: that's what's frustrating. It's like, you know, I trained for, I went from, so I never ran, right? I hated it, despised it. I did all sprint stuff. So, like, in November, I went to a fitness, spoke of the fitness retreat, a Brian Mazza's fitness retreat. And um, we had, like, a six-mile run with Deslandon. And I had to stop and walk three miles in. We were running like six miles an hour, you know, it wasn't even fast. So I went from that to being, you know, I, I was pacing well. I was running, you know, 145 half marathons and then feeling good about breaking four hours. And then I'm here. So if I cannot give it a go, but if not, either I'll run Louisville, which is in like a month, or I'll do New York City. I'll definitely do New York City. So I'll have another chance.
0: So from a fitness perspective, I want to talk about the recovery yeah. side of things but from a f- fitness perspective are you like just doing whatever you can to challenge yourself like let me sign up for a marathon or whatever else or what's your approach at this point because yeah. you're how old now
1: i'm 34 okay yeah so i mean kind of like you i feel like i want to be like well-rounded and be able to do anything and i had a moment it was a uh almost exactly a year ago so i went on like a boys trip which you would have loved now looking back. But, uh, it was like Jesse Itzler, Jimmy from Super Coffee, Devin, Tim Snee, Chad Wright, a bunch of guys who we went to Rome, Georgia, Jesse's place. And my idea was we're going to do sauna, cold plunge, hang out. You know, we'll have awesome food, all this stuff. Chef Leslie was going to be there. And um, we're sitting around the campfire the first night, and, like, Chad Wright's, like, who was, like, a Navy SEAL, absolute savage, was like, you guys want to do a triathlon in the morning, like, just for fun? <laughs> In the meantime, I'm like 260, right? And I'm like not running. Like I'm doing power cleans, you know, (laughs) I'm doing some deadlifts. Like eight reps is like my cardio, you know. (laughs) And I'm like, and you can't say no in that situation. Right. And I'll never forget. And this was like, this like stings in my mind. Um, We did the triathlon and Chad finished by the time I got to the run. It was like a sprint triathlon. So I had a three-mile run up this basically mountain. And he came back, ran with me, and then everyone finished and then came and helped me finish. Oh uh, yeah. And I was like, as much as I love all these guys, 'cause yeah. they're like the best, <laughs> most like, you know, the best team player go you show know, it, would do anything for you. But like I was so mad. Yeah, like yeah. It, it doesn't that's the worst feeling, you know, when you're the guy that's like getting cheered on at the end. So I kinda of made a vow to myself, like I will never be that guy again. Hmm. And I think my goal is just to be as well rounded as possible. But I, I think similarly to like what you do is like it, I need I'm definitely a deadline guy, so I need different challenges and goals and things to motivate me in order to, like, push it to that level because it's hard just to be fit, to be fit. I'm not that aesthetically driven. Right.
0: I'm more driven by how I feel, I would say. Yeah. Uh, We had the opportunity to do data days together, which I'll never forget. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so- <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: we did so- <laughs> some of it we had to scale
0: <laughs> so i do this saturday morning workout with yeah. a navy seal an army ranger a couple of like elite crossfit guys elite i tell todd it starts at 6 a.m on saturday and he got there at five forty five. Okay. But Yeah. I was set up for failure. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was. I screwed you. <laughs> <laughs> but I texted you at like five fifty nine. I was like, Don't be freaking late, dude. Get yeah. in the building. And I was literally driving around because you were like, get there at six.
1: I'm like, perfect. Usually oh, especially CrossFit workouts, you know, there'll be a standardized warm up. Right. And I wasn't sure of the setup. Yeah. So I'm driving around, stopped at the gas station, get some caffeine, and, you
0: know, killing time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Everyone's waiting. Oh. <laughs> so he rolled in on time, but got no warm up. And it was not an easy workout.
1: I mean, that first set was like 15 bar hop or bar facing burpees right out of the gate. Mom,
0: remember. We'll have to do it this Saturday. too. Humbling. Yeah. I struggle, though, because I'm I'm going back and forth on like I want to be the guy who like there's a, there's a marathon here in Nashville this yep. Saturday. I want to be the guy that's like, yeah. I got a buddy coming to do it. He needs a partner. I'm here. I I'm I haven't been training, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. And then also balancing that with I also want to be healthy and fit when I'm 70. So like those two don't necessarily go hand in hand, but do you think about that trade-off much where it's like push myself hard now to maximize my potential versus extending my potential to the longest amount of years? It is hard. And it's I mean, it's a direct balance too with the whole like strength versus
1: cardio thing you know, Peter at T has been doing a ton of work with it, but like your VO two max is an excellent predictor of longevity. Hmm. So there's that aspect of like your cardiovascular function and how much oxygen or oxygen your body can utilize. It plays like a key role and you have to push yourself in that in order to live a long time. But on the flip side, you want enough muscle in order to, you know, move well, be healthy, be strong, not get injured, not fall all the things that go along with like living a high quality of life. Right. But you know, when you talk about building muscle, there's a lot of cell repli- replication, a lot of things that can cause issues long term like cancer and things like that when you're you're building a ton of cells or replicating a ton of cells. So it's like wow. this push and pull of like what's you know, how do you live the highest quality of life but also have a ton of like high cardiovascular function? I think it's it's constantly this tug of war.
0: So, so there's a correlation between muscle like density or muscle and and cancer?
1: Well, I wouldn't say necessarily not with actual cancer, like a, a clinical cancer, but just you know, whenever you're replicating cells over and over again, the chances that there's some type of damage or an issue, which wow. is essentially what happens in cancer, goes up. You know, so some of the pathways, if you're only constantly, you know, activating that mTOR pathway, which is kind of what signals cell growth, you know, the chances go up quite a bit. But on the, on the flip side, like you have your AMPK pathway which they can't work in unison, right? So you have one that shuts it off, one that turns it on, like this cell replication pathway back and forth.
0: I actually have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Basically, you need both, right?
1: And you can't have one without the other. And everyone likes to try to pick and choose like strength versus cardio. But at the end of the day, you need to be strong enough to do everything you want to do to live a high quality of life, but have as much cardiovascular function as possible and utilize oxygen. Like exactly what you're saying. Like Mm. be able to pick it up and do whatever ever run or distance stuff, but then be able to be, go to that days and be strong is the goal.
0: Yeah. That's tough. I I've enjoyed getting old though. I, and it requires a lot of strategy though is what I've learned. Yeah. I guess I, I haven't cause I mentally like, I'm just like, feel like I'm
1: 24 right. and I'm not willing to accept it yet. But you have kids though. You're in a different, different boat.
0: No, don't worry. I'd still physically. I, I, you know <laughs> no, after, I, I, after, after I looking can't. each other in the eye halfway right through the other days there's no physical domination going on by either one of us <laughs> yeah, I <don't> no. <laughs> yeah we both were in a dark oh,
1: place dark here, place but, oh, man. we're like what's the uh scaled version that was humbling because you know we're both pretty fit guys but
0: doing pull-ups with there's a lot of scales of going on there <laughs> yeah.
1: also crossfit stuff when you don't do it it's like you know there's a skill associated it's not like just a Pure like conditioning or strength. It's like, all right, you know, you need to learn the movements
0: or get used to the movements, which I haven't been doing in a while. Yeah. I do feel like I'm spoiled, and you fit this. Where with that group, with our sauna boys, I feel like in a lot of areas of my life, I've been able to find people who challenge me and who are better than me at a lot of things. And I'm grateful for that because one, it pushes me to be better, but it also, you know, humbles me. And I feel like prevents me from being doucher than I already am. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real vi <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that's like one of the most
1: important aspects of life. Like I think about walking on and that's essentially like what you try to do in life is like, launch yourself into a group of people yeah. that you have to like really push to keep up with in whatever aspect, you know, you can have different groups for different areas of your life, whether it be spiritual or, um, you know, physical stuff, even the sauna, cold plunge, you know, just, just people who are more experienced and better. And then eventually you'll you'll adapt to the situation, just like walking on or any sport, you'll you'll adapt to your surroundings. And eventually you're one of them. Right. right? That's the idea. Data day is going to be a minute. Yeah. Right? <laughs> we're going to take... keep showing up and eventually we're going to get um, there. We're still a walk-on at that point.
0: <laughs> Have you always been a chip on your shoulder kind of guy?
1: I think so. Yeah. I think I've kind of, I, I think that, you know, coming from a small town and there was a lot of doubt even though all you know throughout my childhood I was like overweight you know and I wasn't the best at, at anything as a kid and so I think with that like it, it kind of led me to the weight room and that's where I draw a ton of strength is is you know I started looking better yeah, I dreaded pool parties when I was a kid like absolutely dreaded it because mm-hmm. I was I was like the fat kid of the group and my friends were in really good shape And so I would literally like not look forward to summer because of that, which is sad to think back, but I think like that drove me to the weight room and, you know, I gained a ton of confidence as a person, like psychologically and, um, you know, just my, my self image and perception changed and kind of dedicated my life to that. So I still draw strength from that. And I think, you know, you can, uh, you can kind of harness that insecurity for positive and apply it to things in a positive way. Cause everybody has something, but it just depends on how you utilize it and what direction that pushes you.
0: That's what I was going to ask se- separating chip on your shoulder versus like an insecurity. I don't know if there's a difference to be honest with you. It feels like insecurity hinders you from getting involved. Whereas chip on the shoulder, you use it as motivation to get, you know, I think it's similar to like,
1: what's the difference between motivating and manipulating? I think it's just how it's utilized, right? Like, um, a chip on your shoulder is like the positive use of an insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I think an insecurity is something that pulls you down and that outlet becomes something negative. Or at least that's how I interpret it. But mm-hmm. never thought about it till right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. That the weight room for me, by the way, I feel like there's so many people on Instagram or social media that like, it's like physical fitness is, is paramount, which I think it's important, right? And it's yeah. like, it's really good. But for people who aren't into it, I think really the underlying theme is you have to find something that, like, does get you fired up, does give you confidence. When I was at Vandy, I walked in as a long snapper, like, yeah. way late. I got there, didn't know anybody there, didn't feel like I was qualified because everyone else had a bunch of offers and I had, I had one from Vandy. One more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... It was like the weight room that really established my place on the team where I would just show up and like, not that I'm the strongest dude, but I would be just ridiculous in there and hooting and hollering and like, I was like the hype man, right? Yeah. And still then- are. <laughs> but it was like fun. I'm it's pretty like- sure
1: all my neighbors, because you are the hype man, <laughs> like they think that we have like some cult in the backyard because there's like so many like let's go chants at like 9.30 at night.
0: Uh, okay. So let's talk about the sauna boys. Yeah, Because it's a squad. Todd and I met. Didn't know Todd from Adam. Yeah. Never knew this guy. Just showed up because we had a mutual friend. Which is wild looking back at at how we didn't cross paths, but yeah, never. I know. Yeah. And you had just come to Nashville not too long ago. And then within that first week of meeting each other, I think I was in your backyard, in your sauna, mostly naked. Yeah. For I was there like four days that week. Yeah. I think
1: think we counted them when we came over. Uh, It was like six out of the eight first day,
0: 75%. I've been so pleasantly surprised by the sauna because I've maybe done it five times before your backyard. Mm -hmm. But tell us what you love about the sauna. I'm curious.
1: Man, I mean, there's so many positive things. I mean, as far as longevity goes, it's an absolute beast. You know, it's like, you know, when when I think about aging, the thing that worries me the most is, like, neurodegenerative diseases. You know, when you start not being able to remember things Mm -hmm. and, you know, your quality of life drops significantly. Because I think that's what we're trying to do is not just have a, you know, a long life. But be healthy, like your health span to be as long as possible. So, I mean, going in the sauna four to seven times a week, uh, like over 180 degrees, 176 degrees was the study. But um, like Alzheimer's, dementia is reduced 26% instantly, just four to seven times a week. And the more you do it, the better it gets, which is awesome. Wow. And there's a ton of longevity studies, but I mean, my favorite thing is just, and especially like the barrel sauna, the Sisu barrel sauna is like the setup is like, you're staring at someone face to face, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard. Like when it's hot, um, you're altering your mindset with all these like, you know, transmitters gets you in a good mood and, and there's no phones too hot for phones. So yeah. like you have to talk, get to know people. Like that's such a rarity in this day and age. It's such a rarity. When you think about it, it, it rarely ever happens.
0: I know it's, it's it's quality time, but it's also, I think there's so much bonding that can be had through adversity and you felt it yeah. in college football. It's like you're doing the two days or you're doing this, the conditioning test and it's like, everyone's out there suffering. Yeah. Which is parallel to the sauna environment where like you're dying, dying sweat. Uh, and like there's a bonding that comes from that. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think
1: that's what I miss about like, playing football and just being on a team is like you can't you, you can be with someone spend the most time get along super well but until you do go through some adversity like those bonds are stronger than any other bonds that you can form right and so i think you know as you get older you're not necessarily gonna have the same environment as a team but if you can create that environment like you know i've only been here for a short time but i feel like i already have great friends here because i think some of the stuff we do I yeah think it makes a big difference
0: it's so fun and yeah it's not like Hey, we're having guys over to watch TV or to right. play video games. It's like, no. We're actually even though we're in your backyard just for maybe an hour and a half, 2 hours. It's like it's like really well planned and like efficient 2 hours of getting to know each other. Yeah. So, but you always do a system where it's like sauna, ice bath. Mm-hmm. What's the appropriate ratio with alternating or cycling in that way?
1: It depends. I think that, you know, if if just straight up performance wise i usually will separate i'll do cold only in the morning and i'll do sauna only at night but when people come over we do social stuff like some of the contrast training mm-hmm. has benefits too and i think with the contrast training the biggest or the the, um, the protocol the biggest thing that people mess up is they don't do one or the other too long a lot of people say i like to do well, when i do cold plunge i like to do sauna and i'm like well, you, you probably like that because it makes it easier, mm. right? But a lot of the, the cold plunge benefits come from, like, that shock reaction of your body. Mm-hmm. So I think if people are going to do contrast, it's important to really make sure you're heating up to the full extent and then cooling yourself all the way down. Some mm. people just kind of float in this middle range where they don't get fully acclimated to either environment, and then it doesn't do as much. So, you know, we normally do, like— for the most part we do 15 on in the sauna and then three in the cold and that'll do it for, for the most part. But you know, you can play around with the protocols when you're doing contrast training a little bit more because you're, you're whatever you were in before can affect how much you're um, conditioned to stay in or whatever. So you do cold punch first, you can stay in the, the sauna yeah, yeah. significantly longer, but I think it's important to uh, to push yourself. Another thing they're finding out is that that's one of the ways you can actually like, train yourself in the cold and we haven't we haven't done this yet but instead of a time you push past breakpoints so you stay in right and you have somebody kind of coaching you through it and you get to the point where you're like I can't do anymore like I got to get out and you and you mentally have to calm yourself down and push through like that breakpoint mm. and then you let's say we're going to go like 3 times through that and that's some serious adversity <laughs> like that's not fun but yeah. it's an
0: interesting way to kind of train your mind to be calm under stress the The sauna is is easier for me to get through than like the shock of the cold. Like the oh, yeah. the heat is definitely uncomfortable and like you're drenched and at some point you have to work on your breathing. But the, the cold, everything about it is just yeah pretty uncomfortable.
1: Oh yeah, I think the cold is like whenever yeah you know, I have a lot of people message me and be like I could never do that. You know I can't do the cold and I'm like no it sucks for everyone. Like that's yeah. the whole point. Like you're not different than everyone else. So. When I, when I work with people, I talk to people and, and they're trying to kind of make a lifestyle overhaul. That's why we always start with like sleep number one and the sauna because they're, they're enjoyable, you know, and they make such a big impact and they make everything else easier. You know, the sauna, there's been studies that show that elevating your core temperature, like just one time has reduced depression, like symptoms for up to like six weeks, like crazy yeah. awesome studies on mental health stuff. So, you know, I think people sometimes when they're trying to like lose weight or get healthy, they try to like work out and eat well right out of the gate, which are the two hardest things. And maybe you start with, you know, working on your sleep schedule and a sauna protocol. You start optimizing your brain and how you feel. And all of a sudden, like those eating decisions get easier. You know, your motivation to work out gets easier and, and everything starts to flow and you get momentum.
0: My high school weight coach. Oh man. used to tell us to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And I've loved that approach to life where it's like, just like we were talking about uh, being with people who push you. It's like yeah, always walking this fine line of not not so much that you get discouraged, but being uncomfortable enough that you're improving or learning in some sense. And that, that's it's just an exciting way to live life. But, um, it is. And you can apply it to like anything, not yeah. just like fitness stuff. Right. It could literally be hot. It could be
1: business stuff. Like right. It, and that's the way to go. But it's also, I think that, is a great thing to do, but also you, it's easy to, to jump into the comparing game. You know, when you're pushing yourself and you're around people, I think people can slip into that, you know, comparison pretty easy and that can be hard to deal with as well.
0: Yeah. I have less pride in that sense. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, I was thinking about this. There's, there's a lot of people like Walker who we know. Mm-hmm. He does few things very well. I do many things not very well. But it's like it it's not better or worse. It's just like, hey, he's Different. gonna yeah. I don't I'm, think you're giving yourself enough credit either. Well, <laughs> I think you're, I'm not, I'm think not you're downplaying hurt. a little bit, but oh man. Well I appreciate that. But yeah. okay, I'm excited. But yeah, <laughs> bar facing burpees on Saturday morning. <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> oh man. Um I'm excited to talk about sleep. I want to unpack that. But before we get there, I mean ice bass on social media have just crazy taken over. Yeah. What is it? for you? Like, what are the benefits? Just share with us.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I I think a lot's changed. I think with ice baths, we used to think of it as like, you know, sit in the ice bath, help you recover. And you're going to sit in there for 10 minutes after practice. And I think, you know, over the years we haven't had the technology to really measure or the studies to, um, figure out exactly what's going on in the body, but now we have a better idea. And it seems like the ice bath is, is a lot better for stress management and just energy in general, Hmm. you know? So, you Jump in an ice bath, like, some of those neuromodulators that, like, coffee boosts, like, dopamine goes up 250%, norepinephrine over 500%, the things that give us energy go through the roof, like, naturally, just by cold water. So, I think utilizing it in different ways and understanding what it's doing to the body has been a huge shift, but I do think the, um, I guess popularity has increased so much because it is a cool thing it's a cool factor like have a, it's ice and it's hard and it's like a vibe and people like to do videos yeah, and stuff yeah. where like the sauna if you notice hasn't had quite the popularity but you can argue that the sauna is even better for you for a lot yeah. of reasons and i think it's more enjoyable but it doesn't have that cool factor
0: can i ask uh i used to do steam a lot what's the difference between steam and sauna
1: yeah so steam what's hard with the steam is like, I think the legal limit is 105 degrees for a steam room. And they've done some studies and they're figuring out, like, one of the main things that helps in the sauna is heat shock proteins. And that's one of the, the main drivers of the longevity and why a sauna is so healthy is these proteins don't allow some of the plaques that cause uh, neurodegenerative diseases to clump up in your brain and cause, you know, communication issues. So they found that it has to be about 160 degrees to really start producing those. So with the, the steam, because it's so humid, right, even though it feels really hot, it takes a lot longer to, like, raise your core body temperature. So it's more of, like, a perceived heat rather mm-hmm. than, like, a physiological, like, raising your core body temperature. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. It can be good for your sinuses. There's some uses, but it's not going to have those same, you know, longevity effects of the sauna wood.
0: Because it can't get as hot.
1: Exactly. Interesting. The humidity through the
0: roof. Should I feel guilty drinking this in front of you?
1: I mean, it's pretty late for that, yeah.
0: What? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Let me just take one more. There you go. What <laughs> <laughs> flavor? No, that is a pretty good flavor. I work with C4, so, you know. Do yeah. you drink a lot of
1: uh, caffeine? I do in the morning. I'll do, like, 200 milligrams in the morning, but... A yeah, C4, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. One C4, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I won't do it after, like, 11 a.m. because I don't
0: have, don't have trouble sleeping. No. No.
1: It's hard to tell, too, though, because even if you're having a ton of caffeine, you could feel like you're sleeping well. It's all perception, right? Like, you don't really know what you don't know. And the other thing is, a lot of times, you could feel like you're you're sleeping well, but, like, your sleep architecture and your sleep cycles could be off, and you wouldn't really realize it until, you know, down the road. Or it'd be hard to really... You're saying I'm going to die early because yeah. of my like tears. You, you, <laughs> you probably have like a good two or three years left and
0: we'll call it a day. Oh, yeah, well, shoot.
1: But I think it's just people with caffeine, I think they just don't understand how long it stays in your system. You know, it stays in your – the half-life is five to six hours. You know, so half – you know, that has 200 milligrams in it, right? So if you had that – what time is it? Well, we can do the math right now. It's 3 o'clock, right? So it, we'll say 9 o'clock, you'll still have 150 milligrams in your system. And then by, you know – 2 a.m. you'll have about a Red Bull's worth of caffeine in your system. 75
0: milligrams. Todd, I don't have time to live <laughs> to live life, you know, going ten miles an hour. I gotta go full tilt. That's why I'm just freaking crushing caffeine. Right. But are I... you ever going full tilt
1: <laughs> if you have seventy five milligrams of caffeine in your system middle of
0: the night? Oh man. Oh, can I ask you, well, I want to talk about you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger used to mix alcohol mm. with protein yeah with the, this is a rumor that it, alcohol I, I don't opens think it's a rumor is, is it, it is it really oh you're
1: saying that you're gonna say does it help
0: the the thought behind alcohol with protein is that alcohol opens up your blood vessels right that's why you yeah. feel warm and yeah. so it distributes the the nutrients better is well, that-
1: <laughs> it does you know it is a vasodilator it does open up your blood vessels but it shuts down muscle protein synthesis like almost instantly okay so you kind of like, it's 50% true, <laughs> you know, you probably look super vascular and you'll <laughs> yeah. think you'll look great afterwards. But uh, yeah, as soon as you, you ingest the alcohol, like your entire metabolism shifts to wanting to get rid of that alcohol. We used to do tests on people that uh, we do like resting tests and you can tell like what percent of fats, proteins, and carbs they're burning at rest. And you can see how like stressed their body is or how relaxed, what nervous system state they're in. And one time I had someone have a drink. And, uh, instantly their entire substrate fuel usage switched to alcohol, which is like Uh not on that scale. Wow. Yeah. Almost within five minutes.
0: So what about Red Bull vodkas?
1: You're going to be hurting. (laughs) I mean, it's the, the other thing that people don't ever think about the interaction between like substances, especially even over the counter stuff is interesting. Like when you mix caffeine with alcohol, the half life of the caffeine increases to like 10, 12 hours all of a sudden. So, you know, an espresso martini, you're going to have some lingering effects. Now, on the flip side, if you're drinking Red Bull Vodka, that's probably the effect that you're going for. I don't think sleep is probably the number one priority. But um, I think it's just important for people to realize what they're doing. I think some people do things without really thinking it through. And you're already, you know, putting something relatively harmful in your body with alcohol. You might as well not compound it. Like that's what happens. You start stacking these negative, you know, actions together. Then you really run into issues. And I think most of like alcohols, Negative effects, at least from an energy perspective, have nothing to do with the actual alcohol, but mostly to do with the sleep. You know, you're, it hammers your sleep. No pun intended. It uh, is not good. So
0: well, tell us about sleep, because I know you're really disciplined with that. Yeah. You have a whole setup. With That's a nice way to put it. Like Katie just gets mad and I'm <laughs> psychotic about going Over to bed top. early. But
1: I like I like that you're really disciplined with that. That's eloquent.
0: What is your strategy when it comes to sleep? Is
1: it like my routine? Yeah. Um, I, I'm i very disciplined with the time I go to bed. But there are some things that I do that, you know, I don't recommend. And there's some things that I would often, like, steer people away from. But it's a non-negotiable for me. Like, for example, when I get into bed, we have a TV in our room. And me and Katie watch, like, one show, one episode of a show that we like. Um, like, we were just recently watching White Lotus, which is awesome. Uh, but... Like that time outweighs the, like the physiological benefits. Like I'm willing to sacrifice it for like that, that 30 minutes is, is special to me. Yeah. And, and I feel like we have some great conversations and, um, you know, I look back on that and it's always like a nice way to reflect and talk about the day, whatever good or bad. It's just, it's just a good time to be together. But, um, beyond that, I mean, you know, sleep mask and then I've been doing the mouth tape. So talking about special 30 minutes mouth tape comes on the special 30 minutes is over because (laughs) there's no more talk. So if it's a bad 30 minutes, you can always just end it early and put the mouth tape on. But I've been doing that recently and that's been pretty um, revolutionary as far as like my sleep quality. I realized that was a pretty big, I've experimented with it over the last five years, but um, you know, when I started doing it consistently, I was just a big mouth breather and I I feel a significant difference and the data backs it up when I, when I tape my mouth.
0: So, I feel like mouth tape is yeah. not widely known
1: no, yeah, so I mean the idea is and there's there's a ton of literature on in general about just there's so many amazing benefits about breathing through your nose, you know, especially at rest states um, and a lot of times you know we have to train our body to to breathe through our nose at night or just our structure of our nasal cavities, whatever it may be habit, different things alcohol can can make you breathe out of your nose more often. Um, but training yourself and actually not allowing yourself to breathe out of your mouth can, you know, have a lot of positive health benefits as far as the cardiovascular system. Um, you know, your sleep quality reduces snoring up to like 25% can help with some sleep apnea symptoms. So, um, I think just, it's almost like securing your, your breathing correctly throughout the night. But we went on, I went on this, you know, this whole journey about what tape to use, all these different things. And there was just not a great option. So we were like, well, let's just do it ourselves. You know, let's, let's make our own.
0: And here we have the origins of dream recovery. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the first product is the sleep mask. Okay. Um, because that was that the, the, other thing that would happen is, you know, I speak to a lot of, we work with a lot of athletes, um, especially in swim, but I speak to a lot of athletes in all sports. And, you know, people are always asking me for sort of sleep mask recommendations because I always recommend sleep mask because as, as an athlete, we always talk about controlling the controllables. And when you're on the road, you don't know the situation of, you know, the, the windows, the light, the hotel room, there's all these unknown variables. So at least control that, right? If you have a sleep mask when you're in the dorms or when you're at home and you get used to it, that will at least be consistent no matter where you go. It can be really useful regardless if you're going different time zones and you do adjust, you know, it's, it's an easy factor to control. So never had a great recommendation on sleep mask. So basically, you know, me and my partners, we bought every sleep mask on Amazon and tore them up, ripped them apart, looked at every aspect, tried them out, found the best silk in the world that we could and, and put it all together and created these two sleep masks that, you know, I think are, are the best you can get.
0: Do you ever have pressure or do you have like pressure from a sleep mask ever?
1: Well, we have two versions. So the one is, uh, it's our, call our OG, which is like your traditional silk that is flat. And then we have one that is, um, it's like puffed out around your eyes. So there's no pressure on your eyes. Wow! Also, can be great if girls have lash extensions. Doesn't oh, mess them up. Oh wow! Yeah. I didn't think about that till my <laughs> Katie was like, "Oh my gosh, it won't mess up my lashes." And I'm like, Thank "Never you. did I think that was going to be a factor." But it's crazy! It's crazy how many people I talk to about, in and girls always are like, well, "Will it mess up my lashes?" And I'm like, "As a matter of fact, no." Not anymore. So I don't like that either. I don't like pressure on my eyes. Um, so I like the 3D. That's the name of the yeah the uh, puffed out mask. Um, but a lot of people like the two d the two d which is not the puffed that one is a little better for side sleepers because it's very mm. tight around the corner so when you roll it doesn't slide over intentionally, then the three d can be better for someone that's either like on their stomach or on their back
0: uh, uh Is there a sleeping position that's best not
1: really um it 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 more depends on if you snore in a certain position like snoring can be um a symptom of a lot of stuff that you really don't want to deal with like sleep apnea and, and if anybody ever has a question if they have sleep apnea I would 100% get a sleep study done because that's something you don't want to mess around with like a lot of negative long term health health outcomes from sleep apnea and snoring can be a symptom but yeah, as long as you're comfortable and um, you're not snoring like in a specific position there's not a ton of stuff out there on that Um, I'd say most people tend to be a side sleeper
0: which is pretty normal bro but my shoulder no no no. I got like knots in my back and my neck is all I'm not doing it right bro or are you a side sleeper? Yes, mm. but I'm trying to be a back sleeper because I'm sick of. Yeah. like I got I, I did this research on. Have you ever the done best. a sleep study? No, mm. you should do one. But I was looking at how to place pillows. I got one under my armpit. I got one here. I got one on my neck. There's like one on my upper elbow, yeah. right? And it's like four pillows in. Yeah, and then you know when I ever want to shift, it's a whole thing. But uh, I usually sleep pretty well. I'm not like I. I yeah. yeah, I don't usually have problems, but it's just I feel like not necessarily the best. Long yeah, term. as
1: I've gotten older, that stuff definitely pops up more and more. Yeah, um, and then I feel like playing football; like your shoulders are always a little questionable. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that that yeah, it's it's not easy. And there's there, you know there's a million different pillow solutions, but I think it, honestly, with trial and error. Like there's nothing to support like this is the best way. I think a lot of trial and error is useful. But we do also make. Um, we we got that same silk it's like the most hydrating silk you can get it's like the highest quality and we made pillowcases out of that so it's like a cooling sensation which is a main factor in why people can't sleep well too it's just your body's ability to regulate temperature
0: mm. um does the darkness of the area you're sleeping matter so like a sleep mask beyond just having consistency does like the the darkness matter or like as long as you can fall asleep you can fall asleep the darkness in the room you're saying, yeah, with the sleep mask on well it does is that part of the benefit of a sleep mask is the pitch blackness, yeah, a hundred percent, yeah, yeah there's there's a tu- there's a lot of
1: literature on just like pitch black being better than even just like they've done studies where like a, you know it's, not many people have alarm clocks nowadays, but like the small lights on an alarm clock mm. like, even that can disrupt some of your deep sleep cycles, wow. so so I mean, it's like one of those things It's like why not eliminate that variable completely? And, um, I think the sleep mask is tough because it's like, it took me a long time to even try. And I was super into sleep. It's not something you're like pumped about, you know, you're not like, I really want to try a sleep mask. And it's kind of weird for someone that's never really thought about it. But I think if you give it like two or three nights, it's one of those things that you really got to see through and give a shot. And, and usually, you know, you realize like it does have a big impact and you sleep a lot better.
0: So for those who have never tried mouth tape or a sleep mask, Mm -hmm. where would you direct them? To, to purchase one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, so dreamrecovery.io is our website. Um, we're launching with the sleep mask first um, in April, and then the following month we're going to launch with the mouth tape subscription. And the mouth tape is nice because it's flexible and breathable, so it's not as um, – you know, every time you start with mouth tape, it definitely is a little bit uncomfortable, and you, you start to think about, like, what if I can't breathe and all this stuff. But um, – you know, on the flip side that's that is another you know you're almost giving yourself a lesson in, in regulating your nervous system and breathing through your nose and you're fine and you, know, you can yeah. breathe really well unless you have an issue if you have an issue absolutely you know talk to a doc but um, we'll have a lot of education on how to use it different protocols you can use it while you're exercising that's useful for some low intensity exercise um and it can actually affect like what type of fuels you're using like fats versus carbs if you if you can breathe through your nose more efficiently but yeah. I think it's one of those things that you just have to try. Yeah. You know, and we're going to have a money back guarantee. Like if, if you don't like it, like if you try it out and it's not for you, like we'll definitely give you a refund because it again, like it's hard to describe and it, you have to feel how it feels to, to sleep that well.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's a little intimidating when you think like, Oh, I'm blocking off my mouth. Will 100%. I be able to ble- breathe? But it's amazing how quick your body, your body adapts and mine just kind of instinctively switched to nose breathing. Yeah. Um, but I do think that like we're,
1: very open to it and used to probably trying stuff like weird stuff like that. If it's someone that's, you know, it's your first thing that you've really tried, especially when it comes to sleep, you know, just know that it is going to be a little bit weird and uncomfortable. And I think it's important to start maybe just awake doing simple tasks around the house, walking around, just getting comfortable and not really thinking about it. You'll be, you'll be surprised at how easy it is to breathe out of your nose. You just never consciously think about like, how am I breathing?
0: It's also a more approachable investment getting mouth tape and a sleep mask than like jumping into buying a new mattress per se, yeah, right. Yeah. But and
1: I would argue too, like if you have a really poor mattress, like that's a different issue. But nowadays, you know, I mean, we have this mattress company, Bright, that's amazing, and it's this AI technology and these computerized air pressurized chambers, which is off the charts. But there's a lot of stuff out too that that's um, you know really affordable. So when you think about how big of an impact you can have as far as bang for your buck, it's a relatively low, simple investment. And have big impacts. I mean, temperature and light; those two things alone. I mean that those are like my two biggest weapons. I call them when I, when we talk about combating like a good night's sleep.
0: Is colder the better?
1: I mean, ideally, like sixty-five to sixty-eight degrees. That's like the the perfect like sleep zone from the data. Mm. Yeah, but just in general, like you want to be. It needs to be cold enough to allow yourself to cool down. Like if you feel like you're warm, you're not able to cool down. Like your body does drop its core body temperature slightly when you fall asleep. But if it can't do that, you're going to have a really tough time.
0: Uh, when people are, say someone knows nothing about the health, wellness, fitness, they come to you and they're like, hey, I want to start taking this seriously. Yep. What, are, what are your first three tips? Or like, hey, do X, Y, and Z and you'll be on a good path.
1: Yeah. I mean, my, my first tip is literally tracking sleep and bringing awareness around the environment that you're sleeping in and how much you're sleeping. You know, that's, sleep is, is, you know, the tide that raises all ships as far as like health and wellness goes, right? So if sleep gets better, nutritional choices will get better, exercise gets easier, everything functions at a higher level. So I always start there because it'll make the transition so much easier. Mm -hmm. So start with sleep. Hydration is a pretty good second one. And then, you know, start talking about a behavior. So usually pick one behavior a month. Um, and you only have one goal, like a singular goal. It could be literally just track your sleep. It could be, you know, something as small as like bringing a water bottle to work every day. You know, you just one singular goal, 100% compliance, and then move on to the next one. It's much more effective than having like five separate goals in all these different buckets because chances are it's not going to be a habit.
0: With the desired outcome of the one goal a month, building a ha- Building a habit. habit. Yeah, Yeah. where it just becomes part of your daily routine. Yeah, yeah. so you start stacking them. Hey, now my January goal was bring a bottle of water to work. Yep. February goal is Mm -hmm. track my sleep. Yeah. Yeah, and then it goes on. Yeah, I think it's, like, important to guide that person,
1: like, what's the biggest bang for your buck as far as behavior goes. Because a lot of times the stuff that people perceive to be really important, you know, the high-intensity workouts, all the flashy stuff, usually don't have as big of an impact as something as small as sleep or hydration.
0: Bro, I always love talking to you. I feel like you're the type of guy that digs into these research studies. Yeah. And like you always I got love some it. new study. I love it. I mean, yeah. the
1: research is, is so fascinating. It's also important, though, like to read it and not just look at the conclusion, you know, because a lot of times like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've, I've firsthand seen studies done that there was a desired outcome. It was designed to come out a certain way for one reason or the other. Maybe it's, you know, business side. It, it wasn't a it wasn't a faulty study. It was just the way it was set up and some of the uh, variables, Mm -hmm. it was designed to look a certain way. So it's always important to look at, like, how it was done and just, you know, conceptually think about, like, does somebody that's involved or funding have an angle on this? You know, like, what's going on? Yeah. Um,
0: Or at least, you know, have someone else, if if you hate it, have someone else look at it. It's also been so funny to go over to your house and see your supplement cabinet. You always got, you are so generous with, like, Sharing electrolytes, all the things you yeah. have and, uh, you know, your stuff. So anyway, for those who are interested in investing in their sleep, check out dreamrecovery.io. Yes. Um, and get yourself some mouth tape and a sleep mask. But
1: yeah, man. I mean, I think, like I said, try it. I know it made a huge difference for me. So if you don't like it, we'll give you your money right back. Piece of cake.
0: You got anything else?
1: Good, man. Just got to schedule the next sauna session. I can't wait. Got to get yeah. one on the books.
0: You've been super generous and I I appreciate that. No, it's been a
1: blast. I mean, yeah. Moving to Nashville's been like one of the best decisions I think we've made. It's been so fun. Like you know, the city is great, the people here are great. We've been blessed to be around like, you know, amazing people. Like you're talking about being around the people that kinda of push you in different areas. Yeah. You know, I think the way things are unfolding and meeting you guys and having Missy and Hayes here. It's just been a lot of great people around,
0: which is rare, I think. So just super thankful. It's a good little squad. Also, it one is- of my highlight memories With Todd, game night, dressed up as Rick Rick (laughs) Asley. Bro, you played that part. So, oh, oh, man. man. (laughs) There was like
1: 35 people there. Yeah. First time I met, probably 30. (laughs) I left there, and I was like, everyone's going to think I'm biggest tool ever because i felt like i was pretty uh, into it like I've went, I've, i fully
0: committed wearing sunglasses i had to be like the, the
1: hotshot rock star oh man And i He's was like so man good. this is not the best first impression but we're gonna persevere because i still haven't seen a lot of those people again <laughs> <laughs> they probably want to act like they know me when i see them next time
0: we've had some good laughs dude yeah. like anyway. who um <laughs> who was i talking to
1: someone i was talking to afterwards and it took them like five to 10 minutes to be. And then they were like, you played that really well. Like they were like, <laughs> they had to realize that's not how I actually oh, was. I was like, man. oh, that's exactly what I thought was going to happen. Jeez.
0: Well, I'm excited. We have, we do have so many similarities. I feel like with our stories, you yeah. know, even the engagement, dude, yes. your video is way funnier than mine. That was a moose. Uh, <laughs> you were <laughs> Not marathon time. I was so short sure. of breath by the time I got there. Dog, your text about it smashing a goo mid <laughs> 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 I was laughing so hard. You yeah, did, man. Oh, I never no. ran back then. Oh man, but it was fun. anyway, I'm excited to to grow the friendship, and we're literally like six weeks in, so there's fresh, a lot to come. Right. Yeah. but still like honeymoon stage, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to have you and Katie on a couple things, but thanks for thanks for the time. We'll Absolutely, and, man. Uh, yeah, you're doing good stuff.